Hello, and welcome to episode two of Let's Run, the Western Mass Running Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Gaudet. This podcast is made possible thanks to the resources at East Hampton Media. I'm really excited about this podcast because it's the first one in which I actually have a conversation with a guest. While thinking about the format for the Let's Run podcast, I thought that it would only work if I could chat with folks from the Western Mass running community. So I made a list of people who I would like to have on, and today's guest, Tom Raffensperger, was at the top of that list. I contacted Tom, and I was thrilled when he accepted my invitation to be part of the podcast. Keep in mind that this is my first time interviewing a guest, though I'd like to think of it more as a conversation and not an interview. My Oprah skills are not yet finely honed. And even though it was my intent for the podcast to be around 20 minutes in length, this one was slightly over that. It ended up being a little over 40 minutes. But I really think you'll enjoy what Tom has to say. And stay tuned afterwards for a listing of upcoming running events. And now I'd like to introduce Tom Raffensperger. Tom is on the board of directors of the Sugarloaf Mountain Athletic Club and was club president from 2017 to 2020. Tom has experience as a race director, having started the Give Him the Bird 5K in East Hampton in 2015. And Tom's currently the co-director of the New England Green River Marathon that I believe you founded in, in 2018. Uh, so anyway, first of all, uh, I'd like to thank you for uh, taking the risk at, and agreeing to be my first guest on the Let's Run podcast. Well, th thanks, Tim. We've, uh, we've known each other for a while when we were both on Empire One Running Club. So I'm really glad you're starting this podcast. Uh, it's, it's great. I think the Valley can really use this kind of thing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So I remember we used to run together on Empire One. And, and I don't know if you remember, we, uh, Dennis Hogan had organized some um, the uh, kind of the Wednesday night um, uh, speed training at, at Holyoke High School. I don't know if you remember. We did, um, I guess, uh, interval training. Uh, I think yep. Some people call them fartleks. I'm, I'm not quite sure what a fartlek is, but <laughs> going faster and slower. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, that was fun. But um, so anyway, uh, just a little bit more background on, on Tom. Uh, you're currently the uh, executive director of the Eli Library at Westfield State University. And you serve on the executive board at the Massachusetts Library System. And uh, you have quite an interesting background. I, I was kind of looking online. It's amazing what you can find. You, um, you were a library director at the University of Alaska, of Alaska in Anchorage. And you earned your master's degree in information science at the University of Hawaii. So you've lived in both our 49th and 50th states. So... <laughs> So yeah, up in up in Alaska, I was actually director of of the Matanuska Susitna College Library, which is oh. like a branch of the University of Alaska Anchorage. Um, uh, that was great. I was up there just for a year and lived uh, next to my cousin, and um, that that actually turned out great because a couple of years ago I went up and ran the Kenai River Half Marathon. Wow! Uh, which, which until very recently was my half marathon PR. And on that race, um, I had a, a mommy moose and her two calves wow. run across the road in front of me. And she turned around and stomped her hoofs at me. And that, that gave me a little extra adrenaline. <laughs> I'll <know>. bet. <laughs> wow. Half marathon. So, wow. yeah. Yeah. Well, you probably don't have to worry about uh, heat exhaustion running up in Alaska. Nope. Nope. <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, so um, so anyway, uh, I thought of you as my first guest on on the Let's Run podcast. Uh, not only because you've accomplished quite a bit in in Western Mass running, but also I, I know you personally. You're a great guy, and um, uh, I'm so happy you, you're here. Um, and also, you you have ties to East Hampton. Uh, and this podcast is produced using resources provided provided by East Hampton Media. So, you know, in addition to the Give Them the Bird 5K on Thanksgiving morning in East Hampton, um, you also are on the Board of Trustees serving the Emily Williston Library in downtown East Hampton. So, uh, although the podcast is for Western Mass, uh, you do have ties to East Hampton. I live in Southampton, so... Yeah, That's East fun. Hampton, yeah, East Hampton has a, a big place in my heart. And again... Yeah, with the with the Give Them the Bird 5K, that was really a, a labor of love for for East Hampton. So uh, really, really privileged to be a part of that. Yeah. So just talk. I, I do want to talk about that just for a second. So um, you know, it's um, you know Thanksgiving morning uh, was a very po- become a very popular time for for road races. Uh, you know, if you think about it, there's um, the stuffing the pantry race in East Longmeadow, um, the Wilbraham Turkey Trot, and of course, not far away in, in Connecticut, there's the you know, big Manchester road race, they get 15,000 runners. Uh, so it's, uh, you have quite a popular, uh, crowded landscape, uh, on East Hampton on Thanksgiving morning. Um, but, uh, it, nonetheless, the, the give them the bird, it sells out, right? I mean, it sold out, uh, last few yeah, years. It's, it's been really successful. I, yeah, we, we, um, so Eric Poulin and Pat Bruff and I, uh, I, I think we, I, th- I think the race originated in the Brass Cat, which is a bar in East Hampton, <laughs> um, as, as many good ideas uh, do, uh, that originated in a, in a bar. And we, uh, yeah, that was the result of um, that year. I think it was 2015. Um, the city had cut the, their, their allocation and their budget to the East Hampton Food Bank. And we were kind of racking our brains for what we could do to help out um, and that was really the start of it. Um, it so we, uh, yeah, I, I had the background in r- racing and um, uh, Pat had the, you know, the community connections. He's, uh, he works at uh, Fink and Paris in East Hampton. And so, and he'd been on the, I think he'd been president of the Chamber of Commerce there. So he had all the connections for sponsors. And Eric uh, also is a runner and was a, you know, a, again, an enthusiastic community member and um, know, knows everyone in East Hampton. So no, I, it was a pretty good team to get that going. And, and we ended up raising quite a bit of money. There was a little concern at the crowded landscape, but what we, you know, I actually went to the other races and took a look at their, uh, their finishers. And I realized that most of these Thanksgiving races, uh, especially the small ones, are really local. It's mostly just people in town who do it. So we figured that by starting it, we wouldn't be kind of stealing people from other races. And that turned out to be true. You know, we didn't we didn't cause a reduction in, in uh, attendance at the other races. So it, it all worked out pretty well. Yeah, it's amazing, uh, I guess, how many runners are out there. And uh, it's, um, you know, it's a it's become a popular uh, morning activity. You know, when I was growing up, the Thanksgiving morning was all about high school football. And now for, for me, anyway, it's all about running. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that, that's great. And, and so to give them the bird, you've raised a lot of money for the East Hampton community center. And, and that's a great thing, you know, it, um, um, but so, so was that your first experience as a race director? Yes, it was. Yeah. So it was, and I mean, it was okay. It was, it was pretty manageable. You know, 5k is 
pretty manageable point to point. I'd run enough races and I'd volunteered. I think I'd, I'd actually helped out Dick Arsenal in a, at a couple of races, you know, uh, just volunteering. So I had, I had a little, you know, I, I'd looked over his shoulders in, in doing it. So I kind of knew what was going on. And Dick, of course, was doing the timing for it then. So right. that, that all really helps. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's something I, I, I don't know if uh, I, I think I have a secret desire to be a race director someday. You know, I, I, I used to um, organize bus trips to uh, Fenway Park, the Red Sox games. And, and so it, I think it requires a certain amount of organizational uh, aptitude. And, and um, so yeah, it can be it can be pretty chaotic. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah things, things don't always go the way you thought. But right. Right, so, so now I'm no longer uh race directing that Brian Lapine, who is a, a real estate agent in East Hampton, he's, he's actually doing the race direction. He has experience in um, uh, running a gym. So he, he has that background in athletics as well, though, from a different direction. Uh, so the races now I'm, I'm not super involved with it. We still lend smack lends them equipment for it. Um, but uh, it's in great hands and is going strong. Oh, that's great. So, um, so let's talk uh, a little bit about your running personally. So, um, I, I noticed on the um, on the Smack uh, website, and uh, I was perusing some of the back issues of the Sugarloaf Sun, and yeah. uh, you, you had a nice little uh, story uh, recently, and, and you talked about your own racing and um, uh, just training for a marathon last year, which uh, I guess got, got up, upended due to the pandemic. Uh, uh, and, and I guess you're, uh, I think you have a goal to, to run a, a 50K race. Yeah, I kind of, I, I, I'd like to, um, I've always liked 10Ks and marathons. Uh, ha- sorry, 10Ks and half marathons. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best. Marathons are, are, are a bit of a struggle for me, uh, as they are for anyone, but you know, I just, I really enjoy 10 Ks and halves. Um, but also I did a couple of years ago, ran, uh, the Catamount 50 K, uh, which I did terribly at, but I actually really enjoyed. And I want to do, you know, I'm one of those runners who, if I don't do well on a race, it makes me really want to come back and, and do well on it. Um, so that's, that's why I have that goal. You know, I started running, um, <clears throat> I guess, technically uh, in high school, I was in high school track and cross country, but wasn't, you know, super committed or involved. Um, it's just kind of something I did as much socially as anything else. And then didn't really run again until I was about, I think I was about age 44 or 45. And, uh, was at a stage in my life when I wanted to lose weight and get healthy. And I, so in one year I, I just decided to do it and I lost 45 pounds in one year. And wow. and I trained for and ran the Vermont City Marathon. Wow, so that, that was, was awesome! Kind of a big year. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's 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 awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, probably took uh, a while to build up to that distance. So. Yeah, I, I did. I think I did it really in about a year. Um, yeah, but, but it was pretty regular training. Uh, yeah. And I, gosh, I really didn't know what I was doing. I, <laughs> well, you know, I did the classic beginners like training too hard and I overtrained and I got injured. And so my actual performance in the marathon was was not very good. But, you know, that was my first one. And really, my goal was just to finish it. So yeah, well, that's great. Well, it, it led to a lot of uh, great accomplishments in the future. So, so that was good. Um, so, do you have a favorite event? Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, I think my, you know, my, my favorite events are the Holyoke St. Pat's 10 K. Yeah. It's just a great race. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't usually like big races with big crowds, but that one is pretty good. Um, I also really like the Monson half marathon. And, and I think what I've realized is I like, I like races that are uphill in the first half and then downhill in the second half. Well, that's certainly Munson. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and Holyoke St. Pat's as well. Yeah, yeah it's the same. That's right. You get to attack the hill and then, and yeah. then. It's a good one to get uh, by the college. <laughs> I also really enjoy the Mount Washington road race. That's a great. Um, oh, so you've done that one. Then. Yeah, twice. And we're in for this year as well. Um, wow. So, oh, so a, a friend of ours, uh, Suzanne DeSessa, I think you, you know her. She, um, she ran the uh, Mount Washington road race a couple of years ago. In fact, Cindy and I, my wife Cindy and I, we uh, we went to watch. We we actually the, we went up the night before and we we hiked up to um, the summit of Mount Washington. We stayed at Lake of the Clouds Hut and then uh, we went to the summit and watched the finishers the next day. So that was uh, yeah. It's it's a real feeling of accomplishment to get to the top of that mountain. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm not, not particularly fast at it, but, um, so this, what, what was, what was more difficult was, was that, so that's seven miles, I think, um, roughly. It, it, yeah. Slightly less than that, I think. Yeah. But in just one hill, as they say, but, um, <laughs> but so was that more difficult than say running a marathon? Not, not for me. Um, okay. Not, not to get, not to get too personal, but I, I tend to sweat a lot. So I have trouble with, with hydration and, and electrolytes. Yeah. So races that last a long time are pretty challenging for me. You know, Mount Washington is, uh, it takes about the same amount of time for me to run Mount Washington as it does for me to complete a half marathon. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that, that was, it's what I noticed too, when I was watching, yeah, it's, kind of, it's kind of a rule of thumb for training. So, um, uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, it's, um, it's just with, with any race, it's putting up with a certain level of misery, maintaining that level of misery, uh, <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to achieve your goal. And, um, uh, but Mount Washington is just, it's so unique. It's so different. It's really hard to compare it to any other race. Um, well, I could imagine, um, Probably uh, not on my bucket list, but um, uh, it's uh, it was quite an event. I I enjoyed watching. <laughs> so so when you kind of run around town, or just do you have a favorite place you you like to go? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, Green River Road uh, mm -hmm. is is uh, where 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 I love to run, and because we love to run there, it's why we started the the Green River the New England Green River Marathon. Uh, we we live in Leiden now, which is um, we're three miles from the, the Green River Road, so that's that's really great. But in general, uh, we just love running dirt roads. Uh, it, it's easier on us. There's less traffic. The scenery is great. Uh, so living up here in the north end of the valley with access to to dirt roads is is pretty much heaven to us. And so let's. Um, I, I want to talk about the Green River Marathon. So the um, you you founded that race, I believe, uh, and. Um, became a very popular event. I, I know people um, who were looking for a last chance um, opportunity to qualify for Boston. Uh, I, I think it, that race appealed to them because it was only a, a, it, a few weeks before the registration. And uh, right. Yeah. It, 
Yeah, we, Laura and I, um, my wife, Laura and I run the Green River Road a lot and we, uh, we just love it. And we, we also participate in the, the Green, Green River cleanup, which is once a year. It's sponsored uh, in part by the Connecticut River Conservancy. So what we wanted to do is start a race that would help both our club, Sugarloaf Mountain Athletic Club, and also proceeds also go to the Connecticut River Conservancy uh, to help with the uh, um, the preservation and protection of, of the river. So, um, you know, it has that dual purpose and so far it's worked out pretty well And it. Yeah. It has filled every year because, um, it is a qualifier. It is just before, um, uh, before Boston registration, I think, you know, it's a net 1400 foot downhill, but I think some people are surprised to find out how hard it is. <laughs> uh, cause you know, downhill running sounds easy, but after a while, uh, your, your quads start telling you otherwise. And um, also there are a few significant uh, uphills in it. I think there's about 600 feet of uphill uh, through it. So uh, one really has to, has to train on all kinds of uh, grades for that race. Yeah, I know a few folks who, um, who've run it and they, uh, they gave it high marks. Uh, and, uh, and so I know it's a popular event. Uh, so What's the status of it for 2021? Uh, we're on track. Uh, it's full. Um, and uh, yeah, we've, we've secured the start finish. Uh, our uh, medical crew is all lined up. Um, you know, we're, we're uh, yeah. But is the state, what about, you know, any restrictions because of COVID? Yeah, I think we are, you know, we're going forward with optimism, uh, with the belief that we will, get to the point where an event of that size will be allowed. So there is a certain amount of optimism uh, involved here, <laughs> you know, right, right now. Um, yeah. Just, I think with the rate of vaccination, um, we're, we're, we've also arranged with our timer um, uh, rat race. Uh, they're a great timing outfit. Um, they're ready to do wave starts for us. Um, we're ready to have PPE for our volunteers um, we are ready to manage distancing at the start and the finish and masking. So, yeah, we're thinking of all of those contingencies as we go forward, but we're fairly confident that we'll be able to, uh, to, to have the race, um, in a, in a very safe way. And we are absolutely committed to making it safe, to conforming to, uh, best practices. And of course the, the orders, uh, that are, are in place for both Vermont and Massachusetts. Yeah, that's awesome. So it sounds like you're well prepared, and um, let's, let's hope it 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 goes off. Uh, I, I, I'm sure it will. Uh, so um, so let's um now talk about the your involvement in, in the Sugarloaf Mountain Athletic Club. Um, so I and I know some of the members. I I know during the winter I, I ran with some of the your members. You know Harry Haywood and oh, yeah, Delisle yeah. and that crew, they, they, we'd meet down in, in Northampton and run on the bike paths in Northampton and Hadley. But um, so just in general, how's, um, how has the Sugarloaf Mountain Athletic Club, how, how have you managed during the pandemic? It's, um, uh, well, I think, I think like with a lot of clubs, it's been tough. Um, our president, Don Montague, has done a great job of, uh, of leading things, leading us through it. Um, we've had some virtual races uh, and, uh, mostly coordinated by Tom Davidson, who's also on the board. Um, we have our turnaround 5Ks right now. 
So what's just um, explain? So those, those are Saturday morning self-timed 5Ks. Um, they're for club members only. Um, you know, it's part of being a little cautious and getting back into racing. Uh, they're they're self-timed, and uh, we have them set up in waves based on anticipated finish time. So keeping things within the the rules is set by by the the state for events at this point. Great. And you have the Tuesday night time trials coming up. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Don, Don and Sue Grant, of course, they've been, they've been doing the Northampton 5Ks for, uh, for over 30 years now. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, they're just fantastic. They are, are, are a bright light of, of smack for sure. And it's actually going to be very similar to what we're doing with the turnaround 5K. Uh, again, it's essentially a, a timed, kind of self-timed. People are using their watches. Um, and that just helps people, um, keep distance, you know, then, you know, normally with that 5k there, there are, um, cards and things that are used to, to keep track of people's time. And of course we don't want to have that kind of contact right now. So that's why they're really being billed as time trials. Um, uh, so again, being, being pretty cautious, being pretty careful around the coronavirus. Um, and we, uh, but but also wanting to get back into into racing, we miss each other, you know. Oh yeah, I I could say the same for Empire One that that I'm part of, and um, the Empire One just started time trials also at um, at, at both Ashley and at Stanley Park in Westfield. Um, but um, so Smack, you um, you host a number of races throughout the year. You get um, the Ron Hebert Road Race. Uh, uh, you get. Um, Nancy. Yeah, we have quite, we, we have quite a few. Nancy Kahn's race, Mount Toby, um, the Summit Run, and we're we're kind of going. We're pretty cautious this year. We um, um, uh, Patrick Pizzotti is the uh, race director for the Nancy Kahn's race in Mount Toby. Um, not sure about the Nancy Kahn's race. That's usually in the middle of summer. We're optimistic about about Mount Toby, which is in the fall. Um, uh, this year, uh, Grant Ritter is taking over the summit run uh, from David Martula as race director, and he's uh, getting ready for that. So optimistic that we'll be able to do that as well. Um, so yeah, proceeding cautiously, we won't be doing the Ron Hebert race that usually uh, occurred in April. And we think it's just too, you know, it's just too early to have a formal right. road race at this point. So we're not going to do that this year. Okay, so um, uh, what about uh, Smack? Also, is has youth programs? Yeah, that's right. Uh, the, those are run uh, by Sydney Henthorne, also a longtime Smack member, and really, again, a, a very really a bright light for a youth youth track in the valley. You know, she really puts together amazing programs. She has experienced coaches. Uh, you know, everyone is USATF uh, Safe Sport certified. A lot of them are USATF uh, certified coaches, and they um, also uh, take advantage of of older students uh, as sort of assistant coaches. So, really, a great youth development, not not just for running, but for putting on programs. And so, Sydney has managed to put together some programs throughout the pandemic. Uh, again, following rules very closely, so not as big as it has been in the past, but it has been moving forward. And uh, I think that's been really helpful to some families during this time. Um, 
Uh, and, and, you know, during those events, the, the groups were very small and distance and masked and very well supervised. So uh, those, are, those have been great programs. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great that you, uh, you know, encourage our, our youth to uh, take up running. So it's, it's a great thing. Um, the, um, the, I, the web page that you have is, is really, um, I, 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 I liked it a lot. Um, and um, you have a great newsletter they're called the Sugarloaf Sun. Um, and I noticed that, I guess that's been around for quite a while. Huh? I mean, you had yeah. links to episodes back to 2004. Uh, so, it, but looks like a lot of work to maintain it, but uh, it's, it's. Um, yeah, well, uh, so that's, that's, that's put together by Ben Kimball. He's also on the SMAC board. Um, and he's, he's, uh, I blame him for that great effort. So <laughs> he's very modest and we'll, we'll talk about what great writers and contributors uh, there are to it, which is really true. But in putting it all together and going out and getting writers, uh, the sun is really an important part of our club. It's where we share information. We have runner profiles and, uh, you know, related to the website. So Don Montague really, uh, led that effort to put that that new website together um, a lot of the photos though are from ben kimball as well ben kimball runs uh, a race photography business on the side that's something he does and um uh he he uh takes a lot pictures at a lot of races in western massachusetts a lot of trail races mainly um but he uh, ben is also the author of trail running western massachusetts which is something every runner should really have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ben is an amazing uh, writer, photographer, and we're just so lucky to have him on our board. No, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, the, um, I think one of the writer, members of your, your club, John Stifler, I think he, um, he used to be the running writer for the Daily Hampshire Gazette. I... Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a frequent contributor to The Sun, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But again, my, my favorite part of the sun are the runner profiles. It's great to get to know uh, things that I didn't know about the people I run with. So. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I, I read through some of them. Yeah, it's, uh, it really is very interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, in, in your membership, uh, you, uh, the, I, you, the website had a membership map. It, it showed you had folks from all over Western Mass, it, it, folks from the Vermont border all the way down to almost in the Connecticut, you know, Westfield, East Longmeadow. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know how you, you, you're doing something right because, uh, it seems like you have a, a, a wide, you know, population. Uh, yeah, I think, I think a big, there are a couple of elements to that. I think youth track is a big part of that. Um, that really draws in a lot of folks. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, the club has changed over the years. It started, uh, SMAC started as a women's running club in 1972. Um, one of our founders, Charlotte Lettuce, had, had been attempting to run in some regional races and had been told she couldn't because she was a woman. And so she and uh, Tom Derdarian, who um, you might know, uh, back in 1972, founded SMAC. Uh, and again, it was a women's running club. Uh, it quickly changed to accept anyone. And, but I think we've always had, um, you know, we've always been conscious about running opportunities for everyone, you know, really being an open club, uh, not just for fast people, but for people of all different kinds. We have 
ultra runners, tri uh, athletes, uh, road runners, trail runners, you know, we've, we've got it all. And I think that that helps people kind of find a place. Um, you know, we are, we are a bit regional, you know, we tend to be more, our membership is concentrated more in the Northern end of the Valley. Um, but we do draw people all the way down to Connecticut and all the way up in Vermont. I think the center, I think that center of the club is partly because it originated really at UMass Amherst with students there and uh, kind of grew out from there over, over our many years. So, so how many members do you, roughly uh, would you say you have? Ooh, you know, this year it's a little lower. Um, I think in a normal year, it's about 300 members. Oh, that's good. Um, and this year, let's see, you know, I can actually look it up. But in the meantime, we are definitely down because of uh, COVID. And COVID, again, sure. mainly um, due to the reduction in youth track, we're pretty sure. Oh, so we have 234 Two, uh, registered members. It's uh, good. So, yeah. so, so you mentioned trail running a few minutes ago, and I just was curious what your um, preference. Are you more of a trail runner or you on road runner? Or? I, I've become more of a trail runner. Um, I, I, I think that when I run on trails, I, I get kind of stronger because of all the lateral movement, jumping around and over rocks and roots and things. Um, I, I think I've gotten stronger and I get injured less is something. Oh, funny because I, uh, I, I felt I, I never, I tried it a few times and uh, maybe, you know, I know a lot of people who love it and maybe I should give it another a try. I, I, I found myself looking down at rocks and roots. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think one, so that's, that does happen. And it's kind of a, a bit of a meditation in a way, but, um, you, you also get used to it. You know, when you're a road runner and you start running trails, it's, it's awful. It's terrible. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard and you're tripping all the time and you know, it's, it's, it's like anything. I think when you start on trails as a road runner, you think it should be like running on roads and it's really a very yeah. different. Oh, it's very different. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I ran with a, a group uh, up at Mount Tom uh, and uh, it was not just the trails, but hills. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it, it, I think you kind of have to give up um, some of your expectations around pace. I think yes. when, <laughs> when we train on the road, we're always looking at our pace, and and that just doesn't work on trails uh, because of, of hills, obstacles, everything else. Um, pace is something perhaps to look back on after the race, but not when you're not when you're running. You don't want to look at your watch too much. Um, right. And, and really, when I trail run, I, I'm looking at my heart rate more. It's more of a matter of effort than, than speed. Okay, sure, sure. But so, one uh, thing I've gotten to really love is running on dirt roads. And for me, that's really kind of the best of both worlds. Oh, I think so, yeah. I mean, that's why I love Ashley Reservoir so much. You know, it's, a, it's just an unpaved path. It's, yeah, Ashley is my 5K PR course. Oh, know. wow, wow. Great. Wonderful. So, uh, so this has been great, Tom. Um, do, do you have any last thoughts? Uh, you know, anything before we call it a wrap? Uh, no, I just, I just want to give a shout out to Empire One. They were the first club I was a member of uh, in Western Mass and um, loved running with Empire One. I miss all you folks, uh, you know, kept in touch really by going down to the Ashley races um, every once in a while. Um, you know, and hanging out in the Elks afterward, but uh, that's, so looking forward to getting back to that. And 
really I changed from Empire One to Smack uh, more just as a geographic thing. We kind of moved north to Greenfield and now to Leiden and um, uh, so just we're closer to those those events but sure. both are great clubs and uh, you know yeah, yeah, well, I, know. I miss all the Empire One people including yeah, you. No, well we miss you also and <laughs> but I, I do notice some folks I, I mean I was thumbing through some of your uh, runner profiles and um, you know the, I, I think some people join multiple running clubs. <laughs> yeah absolutely and we encourage people to do that I think that's a great way to support running in um in the Valley, we have uh, a number of folks who are in, um, uh, you know, in, in Empire One, we have a few folks who are also in the Western Mass Distance Project. Um, and it's a great way, again, to support running in different ways in the Valley, because each, each club does its own thing a little bit and fills a different niche. And I think we all work together really well. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so thanks so much for uh, joining me uh, on, on the Let's Run podcast. And uh, I, I hope to have you back when, um, assuming that the, uh, these podcasts uh, work out well, uh, I'd like to have you back around the time of the Green River Marathon, just to talk about that. Uh, that's, I think, the end of August. Yep. So yeah, August 29th this year. August 29th. Awesome. Awesome. So, all right. Well, Tom, thank you again and uh, good luck with your running. Thank you, Tim. And uh, thank you for doing this podcast. I think it's a great idea and I look forward to seeing other, um, other episodes. Great. Great. Thanks, Tom. Yep. In this final segment, I'll provide a rundown of upcoming running events. But first, I'd like to thank those who reached out to me after the first podcast, and particularly to the folks at 4Run3 and Griffin's Friends, for allowing me to hype the podcast on their Facebook group pages. I appreciate everyone's feedback and support. The first podcast gave a rundown of Western Mass running clubs and groups. And Rob Landry from the Greater Springfield Harriers suggested that I include a couple of Berkshire County groups that support running. The Western Mass Athletic Club is based in Adams and sponsors road races, trail races, and snowshoe races. You can Google Western Mass Athletic Club to find their website and learn more about this group. Bob Dion is one of the leaders of the group and organizes snowshoe races as well as a fat-ass 50K event. Uh, Just as an aside, there's a fat-ass 50K event at Forest Park in Springfield every December. It's called Seth's Fat-Ass 50K. And so if you Google Fat-Ass 50K, you'll, you'll... you find these events all over the country, so, so I guess it's a thing. Um, but anyway, back to Berkshire County. Uh, the, the other big running entity there is the Berkshire Running Center in Pittsfield. That's operated by runners Kent and Shiobian Leme. The Berkshire Running Center is also a race timing and race directing company. And among the races they host is the Steel Rail Half Marathon, which is the largest running event in the Berkshires. I ran this race once, and it's a very popular event. The, the year that I ran it in 2018, they, they had 645 finishers. Uh, it's a point-to-point race. It starts at the Berkshire Mall, or, or, or what's left of it. I, I think it's just a target there now. Um, and that's in Lanesboro. And, and then it finishes in downtown Adams uh, with much of the course going along the uh, rail trail. And it's a very scenic course. Um, the event also includes an 8K race. Now, the steel rail event, it's, it's usually held in May, 
But for 2021, it's scheduled to take place on October 3rd. And new for this year, they're planning a full marathon. So uh, there'll be more to come on, on this event on a future podcast. So anyway, here's a rundown of the upcoming running events. Um, you can contact the race website for details. So on Thursday evenings at Ashley Reservoir in Holyoke, the Empire One Running Club uh, time trials take place. You just show up anytime between 5.30 and 7.30, or maybe a run between that time period, run the 5K course in your own, and submit your time. Uh, the results will be, be, will be posted on the EORC website, and the Elks is open for uh, uh, if you want to stop uh, after, after your run, uh, socialize, uh, that's available. Uh, last Thursday, April 1st, was the first EORC time trial, and they had 41 runners finished. Finished, so um, good, good uh, turnout for their first time trial. Uh, on Mondays, evenings at Stanley Park in Westfield, EORC hosts three-mile time trials. It's the same drill as, as Ashley. You run between 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. On Tuesday evenings on Burt's Pitts Road in Northampton, as uh, I discussed with Tom earlier in the podcast, the Sugarloaf Mountain Athletic Club hosts time trials on their 5K cross-country course. So you run on your own between 5.30 and 7 p.m. Last week, I mentioned the training groups organized by Jill and Tim Murphy at 4 Run 3 in East Longmeadow. And there's a new training group starting on Thursday, April 8th. There are two tracks, a 5K track and a 10K track. The group sessions will take place on Thursday evenings and Sunday mornings, meeting at the 4 Run 3 store in East Longmeadow. The training program runs for 10 weeks, and Jill and Tim are hoping to organize a graduation race to take place on the weekend of June 12th and 13th. All levels and paces are welcome. Check out the 4 Run 3 website or Facebook page for more details. Now, uh, for rundown of races, it's, it's pretty much the same as last time. On, on April 18th, the 8th Annual Purple Walk Run for a Cure at Look Park in Northampton. Uh, distances include a 5K, a 10K, and a half marathon. On April 24th, the 4th Annual Virtual Red Shoe 5K Run and Walk in Springfield. Proceeds benefit the Ronald McDonald House of Springfield. Also on April 24th, uh, the 10th annual McDuffie Run for Hope 5K in Granby, Mass. And in May, on, on May 2nd, the Western Mass Mother's Day Half Marathon and 5K, a benefit for Cancer Connection in Waitley. And also on May 2nd, Healthy Kids Running Series in Granby. Uh, on May 16th, the Happy Valley Half Marathon and 5K at Look Park in Northampton. And I'm registered for this event. Um, the race organizers, Impact Racing, still have not announced yet whether or not they're going to hold this race. So uh, just keep checking their website to find out. Ho hopefully I'll get an email on this eventually. Um, also on May 16th, the 7th Annual Celebrate Kate 5K in Springfield. And then on May 20th, the Old Colony Marathon and Half Marathon at Stanley Park in Westfield, um, run loops around the park, seven laps uh, for the half and, and 14 for the full marathon. Uh, and then on May 22nd, the run Westfield flat and fast 5K. And finally, although this is technically not in Western Mass, the Hartford Marathon Foundation, which by the way, does a first class job on in organizing races, 
they have a uh, what they call a poor tour, P-O-U-R tour, to celebrate National Beer Day, which is April 7th. Uh, so you register at the HMF website, and then you run three distances on your own, a, a 5K, a five-miler, and, and a 10K. And you run this anytime between April 7th and April 19th. And then you get beer vouchers, redeemable in person at each respective race's brewery. The beer vouchers are redeemable uh, up until April 30th. Um, the, uh, these breweries, uh, I think one's in Manchester, one's in Hartford. Um, the um, Hartford Marathon Foundation also has a number of events planned. Uh, you can check out their website. Uh, and one that I like is uh, it's the uh, now it's called the Yukon Health Half Marathon in Simsbury. This used to be the Iron Horse Half, and that's scheduled for Sunday. Uh, I'm sorry, Saturday, June fifth. Um, this event also includes 5K and 10K distances. Uh, what's nice about it is it's an in-person event and that has wave starts. So um, you know if you're looking for something other than a virtual event, uh, something to consider. Um, like I said, I've run the Iron Horse a couple of times and I, I've enjoyed it. Um, again, check out all the race websites for the status of all, all these events. Uh, many of the, most of them I th think are still virtual. Uh, so in closing, thanks again for listening to the Let's Run podcast. Uh, I'm lining up folks for conversations on future podcasts and looks like we're gonna get this plane off the ground. Um, so if you enjoyed the podcast, tell your friends, subscribe to it on your favorite podcast app. Um, you can find it by searching for Let's Run on Spotify, Google, or Amazon Music. Uh, I expect it to be available on Apple Podcasts soon, if it's not already. Uh, it's also on my Facebook page, and uh, it will be eventually it'll be available on the East Hampton Media website. So until then, happy running. <laughs>